Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to another Zero Ducks given daily during this England versus India test series. And sadly, the last daily for what feels like a lifetime because there's a bloody gap now between the second and third test. And frankly, I'm not happy about it because I'm enjoying this test series so much. But we've got about 10 days or so to wait until the next test match. But let's come to Daniel Norcross, who, well, it turns out, so Daniel's on some pretty heavy duty drugs because he's a bit under the weather at the moment. And it turns out that essentially opioids or heroin that they're giving you <laughs> makes you very punctual. This is the earliest you've ever been. You, you were waiting for me for once. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I think you sort of like chill out to the point that you've got nothing else to do. And um, and so you think, yeah, I reckon I could hit that deadline. And <laughs> um, and I did. I mean, luckily, our deadline was straight after bargain hunt. So uh, I prepared. I, I turned the computer on just before the auction bit of bargain hunt happened. And I sorted out the headphones just before the news came on. And then I sat here for like 10 minutes waiting for you Muppets to arrive. I mean, we sh- probably shouldn't extol the virtues of heroin too much on this podcast. but yeah, or, or indeed <laughs> at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, at all. At all. But it's nice to see that heroin's working for you, Dan. But let, let's yeah. talk about the cricket before we get too far. <laughs> Maybe not. He's having a coughing fit. Perfectly on cue. He's had a disgusting coughing fit and he looks like he's about to keel over. I think actually that's good. I think that there should be a negative side to heroin and we've just shown it there. So that's good. I think that's important. Right. Let's talk about this test match. Believe it or not, England didn't chase 399 to win a test match in India in the fourth innings. Would you believe it? We said on yesterday's daily that it wouldn't happen or would it, that it can't happen or can it? Uh, It has to be said that England batted very, very well. In fact, it was the second highest fourth inning score by a visiting side ever and the highest not to win a test match ever in India. So they did do very well. I thought Zach Crawley was magnificent. The, the, I mean, the resurrection of Zach Crawley's 
career as a test opener, it just continues to amaze. He, he was beautiful for his 73. And it was a very dodgy DRS. And if you ask the people on Twitter, it was all very corrupt and it was fiddled and it was all very offensive. But Dan, I never want to criticise Basball because it's the best and I love it. But one thing I would say, looking back, and it's easier to say in hindsight, is as brilliant as they've been at chasing these ridiculous scores under Stokes and McCollum, it would maybe be good if they didn't have to constantly chase world records to win test matches. They probably, even by their standards, may have left themselves a bit too much to do here. Yeah, well, I mean, they did, and that was the point. 399 was was unchaseable. But there's a couple of mitigating factors I want to throw into the mix. Firstly, they lost the toss. And secondly, they're not as good a team as India in India. So you kind of, you sort of do need things to go in your direction, really. I mean, the pitch was mercifully didn't massively deteriorate, but it did keep low, which was always going to be tricky. And I tell you, I mean, what absolutely staggered me about it, though, was that they got much closer. And I don't mean in terms of runs. I mean, if you just watched the game, there were a couple of turning points that made all the difference. And for me, the most important moment of the day was Ollie Pope's dismissal. Because that was a terrific grab. I don't know how many times I've seen that ball fly past the left hand at first, slip down to the boundary for four. He got a lot of bat on that and he whacked it. And somehow, I mean, Rohit's one of those ones that sticks, isn't it? But his reactions were fantastic. And Pope had been batting beautifully up to that point. A couple of other things. Stokes, who admitted himself, he said, I don't know what I, I don't know what I was doing. I don't know why I made that mistake. I always seem to do something either daft or brilliant, don't I? And and if you're wondering what we're talking about, check out his run out because it's so odd. I mean, the the pre if it, if it, if he'd run like that before the operation, we'd have said, well, that's the problem, isn't it? The, the guy's you know on one leg, but he'd been tearing around the outfield. He pulled off an extraordinary catch, and for some reason, he, his legs just got stuck in treacle. He just didn't run, <laughs> uh, and he was out by about an inch and a half. So it wasn't like it was a bad call. And you do kind of feel, watching the way England went about it, that they were still in it then, weirdly. If Stokes, Stokes had flung the bat, which he was about to do, you could tell he was he was ticking there. Had he had a purple 30 minutes, which is not impossible, then he could have brought the winning post in sight. I mean, it's a lot of could have, should have, would have throughout the game. Essentially, India won the match because of a terrific, Terrific first innings not from Jaiswell when they had the best of the conditions having won the toss. A pretty spawny hundred from Shubman Gill when he could very easily have been out and had in, indeed, had he been given out by the on-field umpire, it would have been upheld by DRS when he was on 20 or 30 odd, which would have made an enormous difference. And the fact that they've got in their bowling ranks, I'm going to say it, he, he's the best all-court bowler, if I can mix my metaphors, in the world at the moment. Jasprit Bumrah, if you were doing playground selection and you had all the international cricketers in the world in a playground, you'd be mad not to make him your first pick. If you didn't know where you were playing and against whom, you were completely blindfold. First pick, Jasprit Bumrah. The man is just sensational. He's something else. So, I mean, frankly, for England to get as close as they did, yet again, scored more runs than they scored in any other innings in the last tour of India, apart from that anomalous first innings at Chennai on a flatty when they got 570. And just the manner in which they went about it, and they never really looked like they thought that they'd 
got beaten, you know, all the way through to the end. It it just, I saw someone on Twitter say, you England fans seem very upbeat. And I thought, well, there's a reason for that, which is that four test matches have been won by visiting teams in India in 11 years. And yet what we're watching is a genuinely exciting close test series in which you think that yeah, a bit of luck goes one way or goes the other way and it makes all the difference. Yet again, people getting in and getting out. And you can look at that and think, oi, that's that's a sign that of Basball not working too much freneticism had they stayed in. Nonsense. If they go slowly, they get out. They just they just will get out. There was the the pitch was doing enough and it was keeping low enough and it was turning enough. And let's not forget Ravichandran Ashwin is a master bowler in those circs. And yeah, people will point at Joe Root and say, What the hell kind of a dismissal was that? You're better than that. Joe Root's decided to play a certain way under Basball and his numbers stack up. He averages the same. He's got a slightly higher strike rate. So, look, ultimately, what I took from it was that this is going to be really fun. Uh, the next three test matches will probably be really good fun. And India won the toss and won the match thanks to Jaiswal and Bumrah. Uh, and England stuck with them. And as for the resurrection of Zach Crawley, I mean, that is a resurrection so ludicrous it doesn't even appear in the Bible. That is a miracle that was considered to be beyond Jesus Christ. So, Baz and Ben, <laughs> frankly, <laughs> you're existing on another plane, what you managed to do with that, man. It, it, it's unbelievable. Um, yeah, I agree with everything you said. It's inevitably, you know, the knives were out after Joe Root's innings. It's worth mentioning he's got a dodgy finger. I don't know if that had anything to do with the way that right, he played, but he got, he got 16 off 10 balls before he skied one up in the air. But you're not, it's if you you don't deserve me at my best, if you don't like me at my worst, basically with Basball. And uh, sorry, but if Joe Root gets to the pitch of that ball and hits it over long on for four, then he's a genius. And all the shots that Zach Crawley played, he's a genius. So you can't then get pissed off when it doesn't work and they get out. The fact is that four years ago we were opening the batting with you know Rory Burns and Dominic Simply. Nothing against those guys, but. We went about it in a different way completely, and we were crap. And not just in India, by the way. That team was crap all over the world, including at home. So you can't complain about the method. And look, devil's advocate, you could say Joe Root, he passed a 1,000 runs in India during that mental innings that he played. There's an argument that even when England were crap in India, Joe Root was still excellent. Does he really need to change his game that much? But like you say, He's been very successful. He's been involved in some ridiculous run chases and some ridiculous innings already under Stokes and McCullum. And I just don't think you can criticise the method that has proven to be so successful. And I, I had it as soon as we lost. I went and had a shower this morning. And I was a bit gutted, but I, I had no expectations. I didn't genuinely believe we were ever going to chase it at any point. I just wanted to show some fight, which we did. And I thought, Do you know what? At the end of the day, two test matches in, most people... Most betting people would have said that the Test Series would probably be gone from England by now, that we'd probably be 2-0 down. And instead, it's a 50-50 series, I think, at the minute. If England win the next three tosses, then England can win the next three mm -hmm. Test matches. And the tosses are the be-all and end-all, but it's very, very, very useful. And that Jai's innings, right? when you look at the numbers now, we knew it was good at the time. It now looks bloody ridiculous. He basically scored what England managed in both their innings, 200 and something. I mean, that innings out of context now looks just obscenely good. We knew it was good. It now looks unbelievable.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I mean, it, it, it does, doesn't it? I mean, I, I will go back to the fact that he had the very best of the conditions. You know, he got, he got to play on the wicket when it was at its absolutely most sumptuous. The ball was coming on nicely. And he is up against an inexperienced attack. And it, and it showed. But um, I'm taking nothing away from it. It, it was a glorious, glorious knock. But what I want people who might be feeling a little bit grumpy and are going, what ifs, and couldn't they, and shouldn't they, just remember, when England played in India last couple of times, especially if there's anything in the wicket, there are five fielders around the bat. There's spinners twirling it everywhere. Every ball is freighted with terror as you're watching on at home. When Hartley and Ben Folks were batting, and England was seven down at that point, and the game was, to all intents and purposes, done. They put on a, the biggest partnership of the innings at not much below a runner ball. The field was out. And the field was out because the constantly positive option was being taken. And I don't mean by that slogging the ball over deep mid-wicket or anything like that. It was that they were always looking to score runs. And previous England teams have always looked to try to stay in. And the difference that happens then is that India aren't quite sure that they're ever safe in the game. They don't think we've got enough. And the moment that happens, that then puts pressure back onto India's batting. So India's batting suddenly looks a bit more fragile because they're doing more thinking. So the whole game gets equalised by the attitude that England take. And of course, by taking that attitude, you increase risk. And if you take any isolated incident, as people will do with Root, then they'll think that looks wonky. They might think that the run that Stokes took was unnecessary. It wasn't. It was an easy run. He just didn't run. But but again, you know, it, it, these are tiny margins that are really the difference between England pulling off an incredibly shock upset and them not. And that means that instead of, you know, remember what it felt like watching Aksha Patel blow England away for 75 or 80 or 100 all out or whatever it might happen to be, this is not that. And therefore, you've got a spectacle that's worth watching. And also, just the fact that they seem genuinely to believe that they can win from any position. That is what Ben Stokes said afterwards in attempting to sum up Basball. It's that they never feel out of the game. 
And you can tell that. I mean, he's actually a happy-looking man. He was asked, is it a challenge to captain these young spinners? And he looked at, I think it was Harsha Bode asking the question, and he didn't look at him with contempt. He just didn't understand the framing of the question. He said, no, I'm really enjoying it. And that's it. He will not countenance a negative thought in his head. And if he doesn't feel that it's a challenge, and then his bowlers don't feel that they're under terrible pressure because the captain's all freaking out because, oh my God, he's got to captain me and I'm a bit crap. You know, it's it's pretty basic psychology, really, but it works tremendously well and it creates this this beautiful thing that we get to watch. And, you know, it would be lovely one day to be able to watch them just win a game easily and, and you know, be able to, to sort of go to bed thinking, well, this will be fine. It's not going to be like that. It's never going to be like that. Don't just forget that. For, forget any hope that any of these games are going to be like untense. This is part of the fun of the sport. So I'm afraid you just, you bought the chips, you, you're all in, your heart's going to be racing. It's all going to be crazy. You're going to go, why? And then you're going to have to suck it up. But um, bloody good fun, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's bloody good fun. And like I say, I'm, I'm not looking forward to the, uh, to the gap between the, the second and the third test match. Uh, well, we've got a test series on our hands, which is more than a lot of people thought we would at this stage of the series. We're going to do a full episode at uh, some point in the next couple of days, so keep an eye out for that, and we'll get Finney's thoughts on it as he makes his way back from Stockholm as well. But uh, really, the only other thing for me watching it is that as much as I'm devastated that there's this 10-day gap, I am bloody knackered. Getting up at 4am oh, yeah. on a Monday is not the one, is it? I mean, it's not even the getting up, is it, for me? It's the fact that you go to bed exhausted and you think, I'm going to sleep. This is going to be fine. And within two and a quarter hours, your brain has woken you up with this crazy dream about the game. And you turn and the clock says 2.30 and you go, oh, God, I can't, can't even check what a bloody score is yet. So what little sleep you do get is infected by excitement. I am just so looking forward tonight to going to bed and thinking about something completely different. I'm, I'm going to think about the Wellingborough by-election on the 15th of February, which is the, the first day of the, of the third test match. That's going to that's gonna give me soothing thoughts. I'm going to go to go to sleep pondering that, I think. And also, I mean, and I dare say, look, let's not talk about this now because we'll be uh, on it forever. But when we do the, the build-up to the next game uh, in our weekly, there's so much to chew over in team selection. There's a Jack Leach that's going to come into the reckoning. Who knows if Harry Brook might? Who knows if a second seamer might? There's so much. There's so much to chew over and to care about. Whereas in previous Test series, you thought, well, who are they going to bring in? It's going to make any difference. It's just going to be crap anyway. So yeah, you know, we it's even true. we even get the fun. It's one do of the great we recall things. Keaton Jennings over Sydney? Yeah. You know, do we exactly do we give Dan Lawrence a go? This you is know. what a five-test series is all about. It means that you can actually fill the gaps between it, thinking about the series and thinking yeah. about what, what things might happen and, and anticipating the return of Virat Kohli. I mean, it's it it's lovely, isn't it? It's absolutely beautiful. And um, if you are thinking of things to do, I mean, there's the SA20, apparently one of the biggest dangers to test cricket. <laughs> Some T20 tournament in South Africa. Josh Butler's having quite a good time. I might watch the Paul Royals. Go Paul Royals. Uh, there's not much else, is there? There's a, there's a I never New Zealand in South this, Africa. Tell me yeah. more about the Wellingborough by-election. 
<laughs> well, it's, it's the one well, that uh, I think, uh, Mr. I think Mr. I'm more Bone. interested in that than the South African T20 tournament, I'll be honest with you. Um, in fact, I did see Anne Whittacombe <laughs> campaigning in Wellingborough ahead of that by-election. So, Daniel, when you go to bed tonight, mm. you can lie there, stare at the ceiling and picture Anne Whittacombe just before you're you hit the hay. So you're welcome. <laughs> See you in the week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>